Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 16 of Just Gaming Things podcast. Here we are to bring you an all queer perspective on video games, gaming news, and nerdy stuff every Saturday live on twitch.tv slash just gaming things at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and later on today on YouTube and your favorite podcast services. Ooh, that was a mouthful, girlies. Oh my god. My name is Ruby, and I'm joined by the wonderful Chalora. Hi. Hi. The wonderful Koga Jangles. Hello. And the wonderful Spin Blend. You're muted. I am? Oh, now you're not. You're good. Oh. <laughs> I love your, <laughs> no, intro, my goodness. your intro being like, oh, I'm not. <laughs> Don't scare me like that. <laughs> we couldn't hear you. <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, here we are. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. Here I guess are. I'm also the wonderful Project Ruby. Since I called everyone else wonderful, why not? Self-love. You know what? We love yeah. to see it. Exactly. <laughs> Hope everybody is doing well on this wonderful Saturday. Mm -hmm. It's always amazing to see you all. If you're watching this live on Twitch, you can actually ask us questions as well uh, related to the topics we're talking about or just random stuff, really. Um, and so we're going to do that all at the end of uh, of the, the show after we talk about all the things. And we have a lot to talk about so on just headline things on this day. So much to talk about. I'm going to kick off our first story of the day because... Uh, EU is fining Valve for restricting cross-border sales on Steam. How rude. We have a little excerpt from CNBC. Uh, so European antitrust regulators have fined Valve and five other PC game publishers a total of 7.8 million euros, which roughly translates to 9.5 million dollars over a practice known as geoblocking. The European Commission, the executive arm of the EU, said Wednesday that Valve and other publishers restricted sales of video games based on the geographical location of users. Such practices breach EU competition law. The commission said these practices were aimed at maintaining certain price differences between Eastern and Western European countries and blocking users from shopping around in the EU's single market. Uh, the publishers include Japanese gaming giants Bandai Namco and Capcom, American firm Zenimax, which owns the well-known game studio Bethesda Softworks, uh, French developer Focus Home and German group Coach Media. I send help. I don't know how to pronounce things. Uh, Valve said it plans to appeal the decision. Uh, quote, during the seven-year investigation, Valve has cooperated fully, providing all requested evidence and information to the commission. Doug Lombardi, vice president of marketing at Valve, told CNBC, quote, we disagree with these findings and plan to appeal the decision. Whew. That's, that, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, what do y'all think? <laughs> we can start with spin. 
Yeah, I, okay. I think this is really interesting because, like, basically the whole um, reason why uh, Valve is being fined for this is because uh, you're supposed to, anybody in the EU is supposed to be able to buy things at the same prices from any other country in the EU. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's region locked within countries that are in the EU, um, like that's obviously against that. So I think I think that's really interesting because I know, um, like even us personally, like have had problems like trying to buy games and like send them to each other recently. Yeah, <laughs> which is which has been interesting um, because of because of Steam uh, doing the region lock things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely wanted to uh, talk about this and kind of see everyone's uh, input on it. Like, what did what did uh, what were you thinking about it, Chalora? Um, as a Canadian (laughs) who lives in America and has mostly American friends, um, it's complicated. Like, I'll often try to buy games for people or people try to buy games for me. And like, once you make a Steam account, it's locked to your country unless you provide, like, I think you have to like provide some really personal, um, documents. Which is kind of ridiculous for just a gaming uh, library or whatever, gaming store. Um, But I can understand, like, you know, there's different market values for each country. Like, um, something might be more valuable in one country than another. Or there might be different um, restrictions, taxes, gaming laws, um, stuff like that. for each country so i can understand maybe some countries might have more expensive games than others just because of those extra fees and blah 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 Mm -hmm. um so i'm not super familiar with the eu and like their standards and stuff but i feel like after because um i mean i'm not super savvy on what's going on over there but like (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I think if the games are different prices in every country in Europe, it's just like that's normal for me. Because mm-hmm. like games in Canada are like sixty to eighty dollars, and then they're like fifty to sixty in America, and it's just kind of like, how dare you? But uh, what can you do? <laughs> yeah. What about you, Koga? Uh. <sighs> I was trying to get, I guess, a better grasp on exactly what's happening with that because I have no idea how, you know, the handover thing over in, you know, the EU and whatnot. But I mean, I guess it wouldn't just be easier to have it to where they were like, make sure that if the price was the same and then, you know, convert it from one currency to another that it just remained within that same ballpark. I would, yeah. I would guess. I yeah, would, and especially and I would assume that would be the best way to go about it. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, just do that because I mean, you can't really go into like make another account unless you do like you know other methods that Steam doesn't like, and then they'll ban you for. But you know, you make it to where you know the prices are similar, you won't have to worry about you know about that to begin with. Yeah, uh, as a EU individual <laughs> from Portugal. <laughs> um, 
turns out it's not easy to just set up a wish list and for people to buy you games. Um, Cause for during the holidays, I, I, I updated mine and um, I bought some, it's interesting cause the other way around it worked perfectly fine. Like I went into some of my friends wish lists that are from the US or other countries and I just went into it and I just purchased the game as a gift and it worked. But the other way around, it didn't. Like people were getting like geo-blocked from being able to gift me those games, even though the games were also on sale here for the same price or a similar price. And it was just like, some of them had to go through like Humble Bundle through it. And even then, like one one specific case, like I think they probably had to sort something out with Steam because I wasn't able to redeem my code, even though the person paid the same price as I would have paid through Humble Bundle. And the person just like had to... Um, they just had to get like simple Steam information from me and they were able to like make it so that I could redeem that. So uh, it's it's definitely not just Steam because like they also mentioned others. So I wouldn't be surprised if Epic did that, if other, um, other services did that too. Um, I just think it's very shitty and shady that you just geoblock certain sales. And I think that's the bigger issue because... Uh, it's become normalized, like, for example, like, the PlayStation Network situation, like, the, the like, PlayStation tweets about a sale, and then it's like, oh, in Europe, it's a different sale, in a different time, in a different thing, so, I, I don't know if, uh, I, I would like to believe that a, a better direction moving forward would be to have site-wide sales that are the same for everybody, and like Koga said, just convert the currency, have everyone pay the same, but like obviously, you know, they the 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 currencies have to translate over to different countries and stuff. But um yeah, I, I just think that would be the easiest way to go about it. I don't understand why sales need to be geo-blocked. I don't know how things in general in 2021 need to be geo-blocked to begin with. Um so th those are my thoughts on it. I just think it's silly. I think it doesn't make sense for people to, for certain people to have access to certain sales and for others to not. And it's just, it's messy. It's just messy. Yeah, I was, like, the thing that really kind of stumped me about this is, like, even geoblocking within the EU, because, mm -hmm. like, it's all, like, the same, like, you're, you're going to be using euros for, like, everything, and like the prices should be the same like why not like mm -hmm. i'm that's kind of the thing that kind of confused me is like why not let people within the eu like shop within other eu countries yeah for steam like that didn't make sense to me i don't even understand the i mean i don't know if it's if the particular countries have to do with the countries that are in the european union and the ones that aren't I don't know if they made that distinction, um, but it, it is very it's it is very silly to me. Um, right. Yeah. So that's all. Please fix it. I do like that. It seems like the like there are certain EU laws that are very important to protect users and to protect sometimes companies even. 
but who cares about the companies? <laughs> uh, <but> <laughs> <laughs> mainly like to protect users. Um, I do think that this is important. And if it ends up translating and they end up having to adapt to and make it certain like worldwide features, you're welcome, everyone else in the world. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of... Uh, users and user-friendly situations and big corporations we do have a story from uh, a very complicated roller coaster of a story don't we koga uh yes we do <laughs> all right so over on uh, so over on xbox.com um they had this message about how they were changing up um the pricing for xbox live gold Periodically, we assess the value and pricing of our services to reflect changes in regional marketplaces and to continue to invest in the Xbox community. We will be making price adjustments for Xbox Live Gold and select markets. In many markets, the price of Xbox Live Gold has not changed for years, and in some markets, it hasn't changed in over 10 years. Members have already been, notif been notified in some regions. If you're in regions where prices are, are being adjusted, you will receive an email and a message a message center notification over the next month letting you know what the new prices is for your membership the price of one month xbox one month gold membership increases one dollar and the price of three month membership is increasing five dollars and or the equivalent of your local market so what this was pretty much changing it to where gold one month was about i think like 11 um Three month, I think, went up to forty, and then the six month went up to sixty. And the reason why this was such a big issue is because for sixty bucks, you could get Xbox Live Gold for a year. So you're now paying double for six months, and that didn't work well with the internet. The internet kind of, you know, weren't too happy about it, and this kind of blew up. So later on last night, uh, Microsoft reverse the decision and then they had this to say about that we messed up today and you were right to let us know connecting and playing with friends is a vital part of gaming and we failed to meet the expectations of players who count on it every day as a result we have decided not to change the xbox gold pricing we're turning this moment we're turning this moment into an opportunity to bring xbox live more in line with how we see the players at the center of their experience for free-to-play games, you will no longer need Xbox Live Gold membership to play those games on Xbox. We are working hard to deliver this change as soon as possible in the coming months. Ooh. <laughs> that was a lot. And this all happened within, like, one day. Yeah. Um, I think... Hours later. Literally. Yeah. It, it was just a few hours. My thought is that they might have been doing this to try to get people more onto Game Pass. I know Game Pass is something that they've really been trying to push and is pretty much the selling point for the Xbox Series S and X. But there's still people who do use Xbox Live Gold. There are people who don't like, you know, Game Pass. You know, there's a few people who just want to buy a physical copy. They may not play a lot of those games. So the 10 bucks or the $60, you know, for a year would have been more beneficial for them if they don't care about Game Pass. Now, while Game Pass is considered, you know, the best deal in gaming, it's, there was still an option available for people, and this would have mostly taken it away because it wouldn't have made any financial sense to do so. 
So yeah. with this decision, the people who, you know, still use Xbox Live Gold, you know, they still keep that Game Pass, you know, still remaining the same. And now free-to-play games will no longer require Xbox Live Gold, which shouldn't been required in the first place if yeah. you're calling it free-to-play. But, you know... But at least, at least they reversed it, and they're making another change. So at the end of the day, it's good, but please don't do that again. Right. <laughs> that was so bad. Um, how do you feel about it, Ruby? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think people, I think main, not mainly, but a part of the controversy was the fact that Xbox has been building such a user-friendly reputation so this felt like a stab in the back uh for everyone they were like wait we trusted you that's you you've been making us trust you by making all these user-friendly decisions over the last few months um so for that i totally understand it's totally valid and we do have um, a comment in chat uh, from doi saying i think it's fair that they adjust the prices of games according to the income of people uh, depending on the country that they live in. Um, and yes, but that's, they did basically the opposite of that, right? They were like, oh, depending on the country you live in, we are increasing the price. Uh, so it's like, okay, who are you really helping by increasing the price of your product, right? Um, that was the thing that is not great. Uh, I do like that they proved to they they proved that they are indeed a company that does listen to consumers by like hours later being like hey we fucked up here's our update we're not gonna change the prices after all we hear you we're sorry and uh let us also change this thing which i thought it was weird because playstation already does that where like if a great if a game is free to play they don't require you to have playstation plus to play it online so I'm glad that Xbox is following suit with that. Um, again, like Koga said, just don't don't do this shit again. <laughs> <laughs> don't pull this again, cause like we we are rooting for you, Xbox, and uh, you've been doing great things lately. So uh, don't fuck it up. <laughs> what do you think, Spid? I feel like it wouldn't have been such a big deal if. Like the the price of the membership went up like a dollar or so, like because right. for the the price of the one month membership it just went up a dollar. Like that's not a huge deal. Like that happens that happens all the time. Mm -hmm. But I think what made like made people mostly angry about this, and I think what made like so little sense to me personally about it was that they completely took away the advantage of buying multiple month memberships. So like if um like like Koga was saying, like if you get a three month or a six month or a year long, they're they it's kind of a bundle deal. So they make it actually like cheaper than it would be month to month. Mm -hmm. And they completely took that away. So if you were buying if you were previously buying your Xbox Live Gold a year in advance and just doing it for the whole year, instead of you're you're basically paying double what you would have been paying. So I think that's like that's kind of the angle that uh, people were looking at this from, and I I think that's a really weird decision um, mm -hmm. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like especially considering 
um, kind of the reputation that Xbox has been trying to build uh, over the past few years. Um, and I know, like, you're trying to incentivize Game Pass, but I feel like this is not the way to do it. Because uh, there's always yeah. going to be, some... be some people that aren't going to want to pay for a subscription service. Like, there, like there's always going to be, like, if we're talking about... Um, like streaming services like Netflix, there's always going to be some people that want to still buy movies. Yeah. Like, because they just want to buy the ones that they want to watch and they don't want to have to rely on, okay, is it on Netflix? Like that same thing with games. So <laughs> there's there's always going to be uh, people who want this other option and to just suddenly make it twice as expensive. Um it just seems like a like a really weird move and i'm glad that they fixed this so quickly and and like listened so quickly uh to be to be like oh okay we we definitely realized that that this was not the move right <laughs> uh, but um yeah uh, Shalora, what did uh what did you think about this i feel like there's um this is sort of a theme that's happening across um, online gaming, internet, whatever sort of platforms that are currently benefiting from the pandemic um, as yeah. everyone kind of shifts to an online gaming platforms <laughs> or, or streaming platforms or video, et cetera. Anything on the internet <laughs> um, or the phone. Yeah, uh, I have experienced this with my internet provider. I've experienced this with other you know subscription services they're all seeing the influx of you know the increase of business and viewership and subscriptions and whatever and instead of just being like cool neat we've got a bigger platform they would rather hike the prices just through the roof um than to just benefit and just reap it in and uh take advantage of all the people who are you know suffering from lack of jobs, lack of income. Um, and it's to me, it's just really disgusting. Like we couldn't just be like, cool, neat. Let's, let's welcome in our guests, you know, during this time um, that everybody is suffering from and I'll benefit from it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just kind of like gross. Um, so I hope that uh, the way that it seems like Xbox did a pretty decent job of being like, well, that was a shit idea. Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Just immediately. <laughs> that was, that was probably not the tea. That was kind of rude. Um, yeah. Let's not, let's, you know, not do that again. Um, which was good that they responded so quickly, but uh, it's unfortunate that this idea of just gain of greed is sort of, prevalent and it's irritating to see yeah it, it, it yeah. yeah it sucks that the thought was even there to begin with right uh especially mm -hmm. from a like i said especially from a company that like they they're like game pass ultimate that does include gold is like 12.99 a month right so like they have this thing that it's a deal that you can have like all of these games like ea play uh gold all of these things that are beneficial for people and then they turn around they're like oh let me make this thing that is not user friendly at all <laughs> like no like that doesn't make any sense i fully i fully agree i and especially during a pandemic i that's 
a factor that I'm glad you touched on because I think we we all kind of thought it, but we didn't think to mention it because the pandemic is just so normalized to us right now that we're like, oh, yeah, we are in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad we... Uh, we we kind of touched on that so and thank you for reminding us of that honestly because to me the the pandemic is so normalized and i'm like yeah yeah it's that's also mm -hmm. a factor to take into consideration <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah. speaking of like oh go ahead oh <laughs> i was gonna say i kind of feel like everything like is kind of just cast through the lens of the pandemic like for like last year and this year yeah it's gonna it's gonna everything's just gonna be different like the way we talk about things is just gonna be different because of that mm -hmm. yeah for sure <laughs> yeah, like oh yeah like you were saying i was just gonna do a transition to our next topic oh. <laughs> but I, it doesn't really make any sense because in this case they're not really right. listening to well they are sort of listening just honestly just get into it <laughs> so, yeah. Speaking of, I was like, you better be careful talking about dead people. <laughs> I... well. Oh boy. <laughs> well, speaking of of gaming companies not being okay. <laughs> not making the brightest decisions at first and then changing their tone after being yelled at. Oh boy. Uh, Dead by Daylight <laughs> announces a colorblind mode after designer complains about players requesting it. I love that headline. <laughs> All right, we've got a little write up from Kotaku about this. A little over a week after a Dead by Daylight designer became publicly agitated over requests for accessibility options, developer Behavior Interactive has announced it is working on accommodations for colorblind players. Quote, this is not how we wanted to reveal this, but we feel it's the right time. The studio's official Twitter account told video game accessibility advocate and advisor Steven Spawn earlier today. We have been working on colorblind mode for some time now, and we are planning to re on a release shortly. Spawn had previously asked the developer to answer for statements made by Live Balance designer Ethan Almo Larson on his personal Twitch stream, which he derided a viewer for blabbing about colorblind mode all the time. It's getting really boring, said Larson on January 12th. We've heard it a million times. We know continuing to badger us isn't going to change anything. If it gets done, it'll get done when we have time to do it. Or if somebody decides that it's something that should be done. We know that a lot of players want it. We know that it's not a small number. We get it. So. <laughs> well, that, that was quite the honest. I have a lot of thoughts and opinions on this, but I want to I want to turn it over to uh, Ruby. I'll I'll go last because I, I have a lot of things I could say about that. <laughs> I well, I also have a lot of thoughts about this. Um, it's first of all, I Dead by Daylight does have many issues that are that remain to be unaddressed such as uh, one of the skins for one of the characters fully being blackface. Um, so there's that. But also, um, this entire situation could have been avoided if this person wasn't an asshole. <laughs> but let, like, to be honest, like, you're if you're a game developer of a game and you're on a public forum like Twitch or anything of the sort, people 
people are going to yell at you for things about the game. That's just the nature about working in games. People are always going to ask you like, hey, do you have any updates? Hey, do you have, do you have any info? And it's so easy to just ignore them. It's so easy to just ignore them. Or to just be like, hey, we hear you. Like, or I can't talk about what we're working on, but we hear you. But even like, a, like we're working on it. Just hang on. Like would have been better than this. Yeah. I mean, even if they weren't allowed to technically be like, oh, we're working on it. Like, just be like, we hear you. I can't talk about it because it's NDA. Like, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like you could so easily get out of talking about that without being a dick. <laughs> um, so I think I have I, I, I'm I have a complicated reaction to their answers because for me if they were truly working on it i feel like the person wouldn't have reacted to the fan input like that because the way that he worded it was like oh if we like yelling at us is not going to change anything which implied that they weren't working on it so to me that just that, that that's just kind of like suddenly they were like oh yeah we're getting yelled at we're definitely working on it we we didn't want to say anything but we're totally working on it like okay people have been asking for this for how long now <laughs> like it's not it's not that the game just came out last month and people were yelling at them for no reason being like hey we want this mode like this like colorblind mode and other accessibility modes should already be in the game day one <laughs> early access even it should have been there to begin with this just like i i just feel like especially because the game is so prominent in the lgbtqia plus scene i feel like people just need to stop um not stop playing the game but they people need to stop giving this game so much credit and so much praise when there's just so many shitty and questionable things involved in the creation of it the people involved in it and um yeah so yeah i just ranted for a long time so i'm curious to hear what uh what you have to say about it koga um i, I don't really play dead by daylight except for one time so i'm not <laughs> really too sure about how long people have been i guess asking for this it definitely could have gone about this a better way like i i understand that you know I've been learning this the hard way for the past six years is that, yeah, there will be certain things that will take priority over other things. But all you had to do was let them know, hey, we're working on it. It's on the way. Give us some time. Something like that. That's really all you had to do. And it wouldn't have been an issue. Like having open communication, you know, with your fan base, especially, you know, in today with social media just being like such a thing, it's not hard to just say, you know, something like that. But you kind of come off as a prick when you, you know, say it like this. Now, I'm not sure, like, if people were coming at them disrespectfully in some kind of way, and that might have gotten to them. I'm not sure. Because I know people on the internet do that a lot. Yeah. But it could have been handled a lot better. It's nice that it is coming to the game because I am colorblind. And, I mean, though I don't play it, if you're someone like me who's played something like Puzzle Fighter to where you have to put, like, two colors together and you find out at the last minute that they're not... It sucks. I mean, it, it, no, it's funny yeah. sometimes, but it, it's not something <laughs> I like. Yeah. So a colorblind option is actually something I I think is great. But you know, don't 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 be a dick to your fan base. 
unless they're like completely out of control and being rude, then I can understand a little bit, you know, pushing back to, you know, let them know we're not dealing with that. But that doesn't seem like that was the case here. And it seemed a bit unnecessary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how about you, Chalora? Um, I feel like behavior and the Dead by Daylight team are sort of representative of like Quebec because that's where they're from. <laughs> Interesting. And it's just like not an excuse to be like a product of your location, but um, just like very sassy, very moody, very um, a lot of attitude. Um, mm. and I, I guess that often well, if not always, comes off as very unprofessional. And I know that like on Twitter and stuff, some sometimes they have come to the aid of um, some people in the LGBTQ2A plus community um, and things like that. And they've done like a lot of work like with uh, our community, but I feel like they can get in their own head a lot as a company. Like they stick to their guns instead of realizing if there's a mistake they'll just be like well that's what we made and that's what you know we made it so it's staying because we worked on it um which is just kind of like i don't know i, I just think that they need to take some time sometimes to realize like hey this is not such this could be improved or you know like i feel like they don't really take criticism um so it's kind of just something that they do <laughs> not saying it's good but like i i'm not surprised is i guess what i'm trying to say um i can see how a colorblind mode would be really helpful uh, a lot of the icons which have color themes look almost identical if not identical um which could help like just with clarification and and i don't see how it would be difficult to implement um, it could be as simple as just like a number, like they do with sort of the um, the tiers of or prestige levels and things like that. Like just take the number, like the little sticks or whatever, and make it a tier one item, tier two, tier three, or whatever else it is. And uh, maybe like the skill checks might could be just slightly brighter um, or something like that. I'm not really sure how colorblindness works, but just I imagine that would help. Um, would not be difficult to implement. It would be pretty simple in my opinion, but I just know that behavior is very like opinionated. Like <laughs> I just, that's just how they are. I, and unfortunately I don't really know the best route to, uh, to reaching them, unfortunately. So I don't really see it happening in the future the same with the um, racist Bubba skin. They made it and they feel like it, they have a right to keep it just because they made it, not because it's wrong, um, in my opinion. So I think that there's probably some debate happening there. Um, they're probably talking to the original animator and like having a debate and they're probably like half on one side, half on the other side. I will say knowing some of Quebec that they're pretty racist. So they're probably just gonna hold on to it for dear life. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I do hope that they change. I do hope some something new and refreshing happens. I do hope some more positivity happens in that company, but uh, not seeing it, unfortunately. 
Yeah, I just... Okay, I have a lot of opinions and thoughts. <laughs> I sit down and I listen. Imagine that for a podcast, having thoughts and opinions. Thoughts and opinions. I just, okay. This, it's kind of, in, in the wider conversation about accessibility in gaming, I just don't understand. Like, do y'all hate money? Do y'all not like money? Do y'all not want my money? Like, I don't understand why you would make your game, like, not have the, okay, like, make it your game so that there isn't a wide amount of people who can play it as as possible. Like, you would want, the, at least in my mind, you would want the most amount of people to be able to play your game. It's yeah. like, and color, like, colorblind people are not an insignificant, like, part of the population. There's a lot of colorblind people. Like, don't you want their money? Right. <laughs> don't you want money? <laughs> I don't understand that. And, <laughs> like, even if you, um, if you are, like, an asshole and you don't give a shit about people who, like, need the accessibility features, at least come at it from, like, the point of view of, like, capitalism. Like, hey, if we put in these features we can get more money. <laughs> right? <laughs> you don't have to be altruistic. You just literally exactly. like make more money. You silly. Right? <laughs> right? Like and just like the 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 way he like went about addressing it was like really rubbed me the wrong way cuz it's like it kind of frames it as like, "Oh, Oh, people are just whining, whiny mm. babies, these snowflakes who want accessibility features. And it's like <laughs> It's not like <laughs> just... yeah, it's not like they're yelling at you for like a new character. I it's like we like people just want to be able to play your game and people care about your game enough that they want to be able to play it and you're being shitty to them. <laughs> yeah. For literally asking for like the basic features to allow them to play your game <laughs> i just i don't understand why why you hate money so much I mean, like are they still money. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. are they still like updating the game with like content skins that people have to buy oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that yeah. probably could be why i mean i don't like it but like i said I've learned this like the hard way over the past six years. They will put a lot of them will put what will make money first over anything else because they'll look at it this way. They want to make money first, and this other feature they can add. Are people going to keep playing it even though it's not there? If the answer is yes, they're going to go with what makes the money. Like that, I'll probably complain about this, but that's been like the biggest thing I've noticed about like Street Fighter Five to me, how that game came out, and there was a lot of things that we've been asking for that to this day one of them we still ask for but they kept making skins 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 character skins and they made money off of it so it was like well, what do you expect them to do i mean you would love for them to fix this but financially did it make sense fortunately not and that's the way some of them go they, right. they go with what makes what will make the most money and what makes the most financial sense to them rather than the fan base especially if the fan base will keep playing anyway right and that I, I don't play the game, so I'm not sure like how much it's monetized, but that could be a, a case of why they they just don't care to put it like at the front. 
Oh yeah, user. Dead by Daylight is DLC galore. Like they they update it quite often with like new new killers, new survivors, like stuff like that. Um, and it's just, I mean, it, even as we're talking about, it, it's like, why is it that companies look at a like accessibility or just general features to improve the gamers experiences why don't they look at that as an opportunity to make money because like if a game is like buggy and they announce that they're going to fix the bugs that's a good thing more people will look at that and be like oh they fixed stuff i guess the game is more playable now or it's more fun now so i really don't understand why they have such like a hard time I mean, I think I do, I guess. Like what Chalora said, I think it's more of a pride thing on their end of like, oh, we made it like this. And if you don't like it, then play something else. I guess that's kind of where they stand on that. So Yeah, Dave Austin yeah. said that very proudly. <laughs> it's just yeah. if you don't like it, don't play it. Play something else. Yeah, See we. I've seen yeah, some examples in chat of people saying that about different topics and different things, yeah. that different criticisms. But I uh, I think that they, um, sorry, I brain farted here. <laughs> oh, not the brain fart. Uh, well, it yeah. happens. Listen, but um, I feel like they. So, like, let let's say you know they're thinking about like accessibility and stuff. They're like, okay, so the people who have played our game are asking for this. So if they played our game, they bought the game. We're not making so we money off have, of them. Yeah. We already have their money. We're not making money off them anymore unless they're buying skins and stuff. Fuck, that's shitty. Ugh. But it's like... That's how a lot of them are. Uh, yeah. They're, I think the issue is that there's these people in the the meeting rooms, you know? They're like, but that doesn't make us money. Yeah. And it's just, it's executed out of the situation. Like, you've got two people out of the office that you know the circle of 10 people at the, to at the at the meeting and they're like okay well we'll keep bringing it up but you know we have eight people against us uh every single time we bring it up and then they don't you know they're like oh it's not gonna matter it's not gonna matter it's not gonna matter we have to prioritize making money so that we can pay our devs but then like most of the money i mean i don't know i haven't looked at the distribution of behavior um hopefully it's good but I don't know. I know all those licenses aren't cheap for all the licensed characters. Oh, yeah. That too, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, but like, I I kind of wanted to also touch on like because they did they did hurry up and announce that they are working on a colorblind mode uh, shortly after this blew up. Right. And <laughs> I wanted to kind of get y'all's opinions on. Um, on them doing that because like from the way from the way that um from the way that this is worded the like if it gets done it'll get done when we have time to do it or if somebody decides that it's something it should be done i feel like i feel like them being like oh we've been working on it the whole time is kind of bullshit like yeah I <laughs> oh yeah absolutely a hundred percent i yeah the way that the the person phrased it made it seem as though they're like oh you yelling at it, it's not going to change or it's not going to make it so that we do it or not. So it made everyone believe that they're not even thinking about changing that about the game. So it just reminds me of like when 
when Blizzard was under fire for a lot of stuff, and then they were like, we're working on Overwatch 2, and it's like crickets <laughs> since then, because guess what? They they may be working on it, but at the time it was probably very like pre-pre-production, uh, considering like very recently, like they're still hiring people for like level designs and stuff like that. So the game is still very much in development and they just did that for like good PR. So I I absolutely don't believe it, especially when they're like, we don't even have a time frame in which it's going to come out. Like, come on, like you're not working on it. You're just saying it to save face. Yeah, I, I do feel like they were just like, um, quick, somebody make mock-ups for uh, how it's going to look. <laughs> oh my god, we need to tweet at this person because they're verified. Right? Yeah, that, that was kind of my thoughts on that. Oh yeah, like especially because that was an issue before Steven Spawn tweeted about it. But because right. Steven Spawn is such, um, like noted person in the industry such a revered person in the industry that's when they were like oh my god they're they may have a point and it's like okay so fuck everyone else who's not verified right <laughs> like thanks <laughs> Jeez. right <laughs> not to mention like the people who who have been like requesting this for years right <laughs> speaking of all that wrong i'm gonna tell you about something right the Lantern Right event for Genshin Impact 1.3 update with the new character Chao on February 3rd. From uh, an article from Kotaku, during a stream, developer Mihoyo announced that the Lantern Right Festival will be the centerpiece of Genshin Impact's 1.3 update and outlined that it will contain taking place in Liu Harbor. The event will deck the place out in, what else, lanterns. Because Mihoyo knows what keeps players coming back. Hint, it's hot anime characters. <laughs> Your first order of business will be completing a story quest centered on a new playable character, Chao, the Conqueror of Demons. Uh, you can find out on um, the Genshin Wiki exactly what he does, because some people expose that stuff from the beta. But he's pretty neat, and he's a polearm user who has the uh, Animo element, and he's pretty neato burrito. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for this update. It looks like they're adding some new bosses. They're adding this really beautiful event with lanterns and fireworks and photographs and things. Um, the new character is obviously someone <laughs> we've seen before if you played the game. Uh, I wish that they would give some of the new characters some 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 buffness or maybe a little tush, but they don't <laughs> they don't make characters like that. <laughs> Um, but everything looks really cute um, and I'm excited what do you guys think yeah we're just uh, if you're watching this on Twitch and YouTube we just showed yeah. some footage from it um, and yeah it looks really good it looks really good it looks like it would be fun probably something that might get me back into the game um, let me actually show even more footage because it's still going I thought it was ending but it's still going um <laughs> But yeah, I definitely, I definitely think I, I, I do love how they keep updating the game so frequently and with so much new content. Um, I, I do think that they do need to address the issue of body types always being the same for every single character. Absolutely, I think that um, 
it's just kind of, it is unfortunate, but I think that they do it because they want to make sure that there's, like, I think they wanted to make a bunch of characters really quickly because the game sort of exploded. So a lot of the characters ended up being just like a uh, cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. So like we take the old body type of all the females and then they're the same. And then, you know, it's either the small boob, medium boob or big boob body type. <laughs> And then the men is almost all the same. Tall, tall, short, or like whatever. Medium. <laughs> they just plaster all the little cosmetics onto them and create, there's your character. Yeah. So they haven't had to make new body types. And I think it would be, excuse me, really beneficial to make new body types. Maybe a plus size person, maybe a, a thick person, maybe a muscular person. And that could apply to the females as well. And I think that that's kind of important is having the representation and the option um, throughout the game, which I, I, I would love to see. Could you imagine how much the internet would explode if they put a big buff woman in this game? Yes. I yes. mean, <laughs> Bido is kind of supposed to be that, but she's not. She's yeah. Just the the internet loves big buff women give them the big buff women yes <laughs> i yeah but i i am like i've i'm someone who's kind of like dropped the the game i haven't played in a while um but i might come back for Zhao cuz like the way he plays seems really interesting like mm-hmm. um he has this ability where he can like go up really high and then come back down and not have fall damage, but he does like a huge amount of damage. And I just think that's really cool. I kind of like that play style. So I might try to get him. Um, and then if I don't, you know, not touch the game for another month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's valid. I mean, God, she was really cute and she was just the character that just came out. I love her, but she's not a big buff woman. <laughs> yeah i mean i like i do like genshin but at, at one some point i was just like eh you know like i um i was just kind of felt like i was doing the same thing every day and i was just kind of like eh maybe maybe i don't do that for a little while and then like i haven't been playing it for like a month and i'm just like oh now i have to get caught up <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, Koga, have you been have you been Genshining at all? I haven't Genshin since around launch. Ooh. Um, I, so Ooh. I, I I can't keep up with all these gotcha games. It's rough. It's That's rough trying to play. It's, it's rough trying to play like multiple, especially when you know like how they go and what they eventually turn into. And it's like, oh, oh no. So I mean, I do think that yeah, if they're not having variety, they should definitely do that. And I mean, pe- people. I've seen people like summon a lot on this already. So I mean, you, if you you know make characters that people want, and then ones that are like good, pe- 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 people will summon. And if they summon, they're buying the currency. They're going to be doing all that. So I'm not sure how. I would assume what maybe is it like maybe like a character a month or so. Um, they release so characters in every update. Yeah, pretty much. Um, when the updates are seven weeks apart. I can't remember. Yeah, it's roughly about a month, a month and a half, depending on when you kind of pick up the game or, yeah. But like, lately, I think because of the income 
like just because they've been like really skyrocketing yeah um they've been able to make like a lot of content really fast and it hasn't been buggy for me well it's a little buggy sometimes but they usually hot patch it really quickly which is they've been really good mm -hmm. like i don't they've just been doing the damn thing their team is probably huge considering how much money they make they, they, their team is probably like enormous right now like especially for like a free-to-play game like i haven't experienced like anything super buggy or like glitchy so that's that's amazing like in and of itself and just bringing out content so often i i think is a really cool thing I, even if they don't bring out a new character they'll um, sometimes go back into their pool of five-star characters um, and they'll be like, hey, we're featuring this five-star character, so you have the opportunity to specifically get that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's good for, like, people like me who've, like, missed literally every five-star character. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I think it's nice, that at least, that they, like, um, every 90 summons, you automatically get a five-star character. Yeah. So if you specifically, like, save up your summons and you didn't you don't get a five star character during those summons you you kind of can like make sure that you get a character which is at least kind of nice yeah because the event banners um like roll over to the next one so i remember there was um i forget which character it was but i remember being close to getting that threshold and be being like okay you know what this event is almost over turns out i don't i don't think i care enough about this character so i'm just gonna save up uh primo gems and by the time the next update comes i'm just gonna do a bunch of a bunch of pulls and i, I think i got like two or three characters that were pretty good i think i don't remember if i got the banner character i may have i don't remember uh turns out my memory isn't great but uh <laughs> but yeah that that's that's a good strategy as well i feel like i get a good character like every other event because of how long it takes you to accumulate wishes especially if you play like if you commit to not spending any money on it like i have um, same yeah so it, i feel like every other update i get i get a good a, a good character don't you hate like when you like save up and you're like, oh my god, this is it, and then you get like a weapon or like you get um, the same character and you're like, okay, constellation, yay! But like, I mean, some of those constellations are really good. Yeah, but like, I want new characters. I didn't get what I wanted. <laughs> but and like, all my cards are gone. I like the drama of that, getting new characters. <laughs> I think that part of the game where like you, you have to level them up, you have to accessorize them with like the artifacts and things. You have to level up their weapon, and then you yeah. have to level up their talents. And it's like, if I get a new character and I really want to use them, I have to do all of these things first. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. A lot of work. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you have to collect all the experience items to level them up. It's like a whole journey. I did that for Ganyu, and it's it just kind of gives you like another purpose in the game, which is kind of nice. But um, I don't know, it, it's kind of nice because then you can the more characters you have, the more like team compositions you can make, and the more like elemental um, reactions you can work on making too. I think it's really neat, like the system that they they've created. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I really do enjoy that because, like, um, 
for example, I love Kaya. He's a he's a ice boy melee quick like sword situation. But like sometimes I would want to have an, a different ice person so that I can get a different quick character with a different element so that I can because I, I like having the four different character types and four different elements. And sometimes you need to have different characters so that you can do different combinations so that you don't always have the same melee. You don't always have the same bow and arrow so that you have at least one healer in, in your party. So I really like changing that around. So getting new characters for me is fun for that reason because you get to play around with your team composition. So um, any final thoughts and concerns about Genshin? Really, we... I just, yeah, I just, if I don't get Xiao, I might not come back to it for a while. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want me on Genshin. Oh, oh, oh. I, I put my number in the thing. Uh... <laughs> I don't remember if we did. I think we did. Well, <laughs> not this drama. <laughs> The long-running interpersonal drama of the podcast. I us know. Not yeah, us being <laughs> passive-aggressive about not playing games with each other. <laughs> I love it. You know what else is drama? Resident Evil Village. Listen, we have a release date. We have a demo. We have it all. We have a little write-up from Kotaku. Uh, so earlier this week, uh, Capcom did a Resident Evil showcase. They announced Resident Evil Village is coming out for PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S, and also Steam on May 7th, 2021. Also announced during the showcase was news of a new demo that will be exclusive to the PS5 for now. The demo stars a character known as The Maiden and will focus on puzzles. Um, so they also showed footage of uh, like a multiplayer game to celebrate the like anniversary, which looks interesting. I feel like they still need some work on that one. Uh, but I think it's coming for free if you get Resident Evil Village. So that's cute. Uh, they also have uh, a bundle for people who haven't played Resident Evil 7 so that they can get into it and also play Village. Um, so that's cool because for Village, I'm going to show y'all um, some gameplay footage if you're watching this on YouTube or Twitch. Uh, but this game continues the first person perspective of the pre of the previous um, installation of the game. So um, what do y'all think? Are y'all excited for Resident Evil Village? What are your thoughts and feelings of this new entry in the series? Also coming so soon. Oh, I am so excited. I can't wait. Uh, I am a little bit disappointed that nothing has been mentioned about VR yet. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to or not. Um, that was how I played Resident Evil 7 for the first time. It, um, that was, for me, just the best way to play it. So I'd be a little bit disappointed they didn't add that here, um, especially not on PC, because it does a market for it. They just need to actually put content for it. But as for the game itself... Um, I am very excited for it since it's, it's pretty much a direct sequel to seven. So you're playing as um, Ethan Winters again. So I feel it's going to give me more of that. 
I don't know, I found seven, I guess, to be a little bit more scary and like Resident Evil two to be a bit more tense. That makes sense. So um, the game looks really nice. Unfortunately, I don't have a PlayStation five, so I was left out of the demo, but um, it's good to also hear that it's going to be cross gen because I know not everyone upgraded to the new consoles. So more people will be able to play the game, and I'm really definitely looking forward to getting it. I'm glad it's coming out soon in May, you know, just as long as it, you know, doesn't come out and have a bunch of problems. But yeah, besides that, um, I'm very excited for that. And I think the game that was coming, was it Resident Evil Reverse, or was it Resident Evil Verse, which is a free-to-play song? I, I'm going to be honest, I I don't really care about that currently. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's free, so I'm not... The only reason I would have an issue with that is if it took away from the time they could have made to make the game. But that was kind of my issue with Resident Evil 3 because they made a, a game, it was a multiplayer game that came with that, and the main game just felt like it was like lacking in content compared to 2 Remake. So, I mean, so as long as we don't have like that situation again, I'm definitely, you know, fine with it, but mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely looking to get this day one to be fair, it's free if you if you pre-order or purchase Village. So I don't know if they're going to sell it separately. I don't know if it's going to be always tied to the game. Um, the, I have pretty good hopes for it. I'm not going to say super high hopes because it's always kind of dangerous to think that whenever it's like a company like this because all big companies like this will put profit sometimes over quality. Not that Capcom has really been doing that like i feel like their games have been pretty good recently like with monster hunter and even resident evil i feel like even though resident evil 3 was not up to people's expectations um i do think that people weren't saying that it was buggy and it was messy and it was not working at all right um so yeah i do have pretty high expectations because they had a very long gameplay showcase and i feel like if the game was nowhere soon to be ready i feel like they wouldn't have done done that so i do kind of i do believe in them in in that aspect uh i am kind of i don't know how i feel because i haven't played seven so i don't know how i feel about the first person perspective yet um but everybody has amazing things to say about Seven and how it's a return to form as far as the horror vibes. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get a day one. I don't know if I'm going to wait for a sale. I'll probably try to play Seven beforehand to get a feel for this type of perspective. But yeah, what do you think, Spin? Um, I have uh, never played a Resident Evil game in my life. <laughs> Because I'm I'm not really a horror game person, but this looks really cool, and I am really excited to watch other people play it and look through my hands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I am really excited to see it because I I actually I tend to like a first person perspective um, when I am like watching somebody play a horror game because I I feel like it is a bit more like immersive. Mm. Uh, I, I I think that's really cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's not something that I would play myself, but it does look cool. I also think it's really fun how like the whole internet has exploded over the um <laughs> over the large uh tall woman with the tall with the hat. 
Yeah. Um, I think the memes are great, and I love that about it. <laughs> that was basically all my thoughts. Many but people I'm, on I'm, my timeline telling, asking that lady to step on them. So. Yep. <laughs> Many, many people in my timeline doing so. And, you know, valid. <laughs> um, some on this podcast, maybe. Um... <laughs> what? <laughs> maybe, allegedly. <laughs> uh, maybe so. Uh, but that was, that was kind of all of my thoughts on it. Uh, what, did, what did you think, Shalora? Um, I mean, it looks stunning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look you. Um, I also have never played a Resident Evil game, but I, I remember when Resident Evil 7 came out and everybody was playing it, and so I did watch a lot of that, oh. <laughs> and it was, like, decently enjoyable, although, like, I found it a little tiring, like, just too many of the same type of character villains, um, like, the mom and the dad were sort of both these like insane people and the same with the son like it was just kind of like can we get one character that's not the same like this like i don't know it it, it just in like in like character type um and so i hope that it's different with this new game um at least from a viewing standpoint (laughs) Yeah. But I do, I do think it looks really cool. I think it looks really interesting. There seems to be like a lot of like indoor versus outdoor um type scenes with those like giants and the bug ladies and the vampire lady. Um I don't know, it looks really cool. I I think that it'll be really good. I think that Resident Evil games typically work really hard on their stories and their and their sort of uh themes um as well. So I think that it It'll probably just be really good, just like the last one. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious to see how this one is going to tie in the Chris Redfield situation. Uh, is it going to be hard? That's the main question. Um, as a queer podcast, we must know that. Uh, and also, the there was an initial trailer that came out when they announced the game that kind of framed him or made it look like Chris was kind of like gonna be i guess not necessarily the main villain but it it alluded to him contributing to ethan's suffering (laughs) um or like why are you here like like what's going on so i'm interested to get an answer to that question and see if they're gonna tie in with other games chris has been in um, because I feel like that was a big thing of like with Resident Evil 7, it was almost like, is this a standalone? Is this different from the others as far as like where in the universe this stands? And then by having that tie in with Chris Redfield, it's like, how is this gonna work? And how are they gonna tie this in? So I'm very interested in in that. Um, I also like that they have a free upgrade if you purchase the PS4 version and uh, the One X version, like you will automatically be um, allowed to upgrade whenever you do get a new gen console. So that's cool. Um, good on them for that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just intrigued. <laughs> Speaking of other fun uh, video game things Ooh. that we're excited for, Ooh. or at least I'm excited, 
Um, <laughs> Colourpop uh, is collaborating with Animal Crossing in a uh, collaboration that releases January 28th. Um, so we've got a little bit of a write-up from The Verge about this. Uh, Nintendo has announced that it's collaborating with cosmetics brand Colourpop on a makeup collection inspired by Animal Crossing and New Horizons. The collection looks to be relatively extensive, including four powder palettes that are themed after characters in the game. And I do, we do have a little uh, image of this. They've only released teaser images so far. Uh, so we don't know exactly everything that's going to be in the collection, but there uh, looks to be four eyeshadow palettes. Um, I'm seeing a couple blushes. I'm seeing a bunch of uh, different colors of lip crayons, uh, gold glitter, uh, cream eyeshadow. Um, and for anybody who's not um, really familiar with uh, ColourPop as, as a makeup brand, they do stuff like this a lot. They do like cute kind of collaborations a lot. Yeah. Um, and that that's kind of one of the things that they're they're known for. So I am uh, pretty excited about this. I don't know necessarily if I'll like get, get like what I'll get from the collection. I'm waiting for um, them to like fully announce what's going to be in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because like. I I'm just looking back at my other makeup like, I don't need more makeup. I don't need more makeup. And then I look at this, I'm like, oh, but it's Animal Crossing and it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, for people watching on video platforms, we are, I'm showing uh, a little bit of uh, what the revealed um, palettes are so far. Uh, apparently mm -hmm. each of them is associated with a different character. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, there's a pink one for Isabel, uh, like a blue green one for um, Tom Nook and Timmy and Tommy. Um, there's like a beigey one for Blathers and Celeste, and then like a purpley one for the Able Sisters. And those are really cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I also um, want to hear uh, Chalora, some of Chalora's thoughts on it as a fellow makeup wearer. Yes. <laughs> um, I know we all. Saw, I, I don't know where the other image came from, but like, um, we were looking at like those giant blush palettes. It's just like one big square of blush. <laughs> I <laughs> love like, that. Oh, there's like a hot pink one, and then there's like a sort of a more subdued peach sherbet orange pink kind of color, which I'm super excited for. Um, and like some glitters and things. Uh, I'll probably only get the blush, but. <laughs> Uh, I do find that um, ColourPop either it's a hit or a miss, in my opinion. And a lot of times, like, they're, no offense to them, but, like, often only marketable based on who they collabed with. Like, I think the Sailor Moon one, um, a lot of people bought it just because they like Sailor Moon, not because the colors represented Sailor Moon. Um, unfortunately, with that palette, in my opinion, I felt like it didn't represent Sailor Moon as a series as a character or as anything <laughs> like it didn't match her outfit it wasn't like the colors from her outfit it wasn't um anything like that so it was just kind of like i could tell that sometimes they kind of do this marketable thing where you know the the general public prefers to have more neutral colors 
um, for example. So I know that like the Blathers and Celeste palette, because it's more brown, will probably be more favorable over um, maybe the Tommy, Timmy, and Tom Nook um, palette, because it's more blues. Oh, I, I didn't see those crayons. Those actually look really cute. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want those. Um, but the <laughs> I do hope that the glitters are biodegradable, but there's no guarantee of that. Um, but you can see uh, from the stream, there was like that sort of orangey pink blush. And those, those palettes look really, really big. Um, so you can get a big brush in there, which is nice. Um, but I'm excited for it. I think they're really cute. I think they're really beautiful. I think the designs are really well done um, for this one. I think the last one that they did was SpongeBob. Oh my God, they've been doing so many. So many lately. I did see that they're um, either they have already come out or they will come out with um, a Mandalorian, like Baby Yoda themed one. Oh my God. <laughs> they do the only thing. They know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Are they becoming uh, the telltale of makeup where they just get all the licenses to everything and uh, hopefully they don't see the same fate as the original telltale because I know they have the same name, different management, but um, yeah, it's... Uh, I am not too much of a makeup wearer. I don't hate wearing makeup. I actually enjoy it. But, so I would be down to getting makeup m mainly for the purposes of, like, the cute packaging, because I don't know much about makeup uh, myself. So um, I would probably just, like, get palettes that are adorable and just, like, work around them and see what I can do with them. <laughs> Um, rather than like getting a palette that works or like is versatile or you can do multiple things with it or whatever. Um, but I do like stuff like this. I like that. I like gaming related things that are not aimed at the bro target audience. Right. I do like that. Mm -hmm. There's um, I feel like lately it, we are seeing more of like things that are marketed at other target groups that are still gaming related because yeah people who wear makeup are gamers people who love like accessories or i know square enix just recently announced like um they're creating a bracelet that it not creating but they're selling the bracelet that Aerith wears in final fantasy 7 remake as a purchase a purchasable thing that people can actually wear themselves so i really like stuff like that where it's like yeah people who play video games aren't just looking for like chairs or mouses or um i don't know figures or anime titty mouse pads or you know what i mean it's just like there's different audiences to that play video games and i'm glad that we're kind of seeing the licensing of uh of those kind of be aimed at different target audiences exactly uh Koga, did you have any have any thoughts or opinions uh -uh. <laughs> as someone who doesn't wear makeup <laughs> I, I don't really yeah i don't wear makeup like i wouldn't even have the patience i don't even like sitting waiting for a haircut so i don't have the patience for, oh like, yeah that's valid. i really that's why like <laughs> that's not why my hair isn't cut by the way it's just because covid 19 in barbershop but like i used to get like twisties and braids and i'm like 
Oh my goodness, two hours sitting. <laughs> I can't do that. But I think it is great that they're um, you know, having a collab like this. For, you know, for people who are into, the, you know, into the franchise, and it's something for people who are you know to look forward to. It's just it's not my thing. So yeah, opinion outside of that. But you know, I'm glad you're all happy about it. So yeah, you're for me. Yeah. You I did want to kind of pose the question. Um, most this is mostly for me and Shalora. Um, <laughs> I did want to kind of pose the question of like because this isn't the first like video game makeup collab i know there was like a tetris one um there was a pac-man one with wet and wild um so what are like what is like your like fantasy booking of like what video game that you would want to collaborate with a makeup brand and bonus for yes Because she actually wears makeup. I was thinking, like, oh, Final Fantasy would be cute, but, like, the girlies don't really wear makeup unless they're villains for some reason. Mm-hmm. So Bayonetta. That would be amazing. Yes. That would be iconic. Gimme. Um, Laura, <laughs> did you have one? I was originally thinking, like, I thought so, like, probably way too hard on this, but I feel like... <laughs> uh, hearing, like, Bayonetta, I started thinking of Nintendo, and then I was like, what if there was, like, a... a Princess Peach and Daisy palette. Just like, I have, I, we were talking about this earlier, but like I have like the sugar pill palettes and that's kind of like Princess Peach and Daisy. Oh yeah. Very, yeah. <laughs> already. So I think I kind of already like that. But um, I don't know. I think that a lot of times in these sort of palettes, it ends up being catering towards like the general public uh, with very like neutrals and then like one bright or uh, outstanding color, maybe two. Right. So I, I personally, um, I love color. So I would love to see uh, palettes with more colors. I, I just, I think like something different, something we haven't seen before or color schemes that are more diverse um, or or more um, versatile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, Birdo and P uh, and uh, Yoshi or like. That would um, be so cute. Other stuff. I was talking earlier with um, Spin about like a Persona palette. Ooh. With, like, they kind of play a lot with like very bright and very dark, so you could kind of mix. The variants of these overly bright saturated colors with these very dark but like mysterious undertone colors which is often what makeup is like you play with the darks and the lights because you want some things to pop and some things to be subdued so i think it would make sense and especially persona is so visually striking i feel like it makes it would make total sense to have like makeup associated with it for sure yeah um I, I kind of, my thoughts were also, I'm also a colorful makeup lover. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking um, Katamari. Like oh. you could have, you could have like, like palettes based on like the different cousins. You could have like makeup like based on like the king. Like there's a lot of different things you could do with, with Katamari. And I feel like it would be like really cute and colorful. Um, so that was kind of my thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, 
really like, remember seeing like a ton of like collaborations with with Katamari. Like I feel like there's a lot of like video games that like you see uh merchandise of a lot and but Katamari isn't really one of those. So I think yeah. it would be really cool. <laughs> I don't know if it'll if it'll ever happen, but that's just me like wishing over in the corner like what if yeah why not <laughs> listen these makeup collabs end up being so unpredictable a lot of the time so it's like anything could happen if if there's anything that we learned from 2020 is that literally anything can happen <laughs> yeah <Yep. laughs> avatar palette would be really cool too like airbender Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. The four elements and then like you could have an earth palette an air palette a water palette and a fire palette and like the water palette could have, you know what I mean? Like you could do like, you know, mostly blues and greens and like, uh, like ice. And then you have like one really bold red for like blood bending. And then like, you know, you can really mix it up with that stuff because like with the earth palette, you could put some metallics in there with the metal bending and the lava bending too. Um, so I think it's really cool. Yeah. I, th I think that would be a, a really cool collaboration. I could see ColourPop going after that because they really love going after these, like, I wouldn't say cult classics, but you know what I mean? Like those, like, very passionate fandoms, which mm -hmm. that is definitely a very passionate fandom. So that would be cool. That would be super cool. Uh, shall we quickly get into our just playing teams? Just a little bit of what we've been playing, what we've been up to and such. Uh, we could start with Chalora and go down the line of what everybody has been into these days. Um, I've just been playing my little Genshin in my league, in my TFT sometimes. And, Hell yeah. Um, I don't know, just, <laughs> I've been so busy. And then, like, when I'm in my downtime, I don't really want to play anything too, like, story-based. So I just end up playing garbage games and watching TV. But if we can talk about TV. Uh, yeah. Um, What's playing on your TV? <laughs> I've been watching Sabrina and it's pretty cool because it has like pretty good representation in terms of like women and like trans characters and stuff, which is neat. And gay characters, uh, lesbians as well. Um, and then um, I've also just finished season two of Hilda. Mm. I don't know if anyone's heard of that show. Heaven. I've um, seen it on my recommended, but I haven't yeah. gone gotten into it. I it's haven't a seen like, children's show, but I think that it's pretty good for adults too. Like I just it was kind of like a wholesome, like warm, fluffy show rather than like funny or anything like that. But it, it I thought it was interesting because like the first season was good and then I was like, okay, like I'll get on to the second season. I might as well, you know, and mm -hmm. Um, I thought the second season was better than the first season. So, Ooh. you know, I find that rare for a lot of shows. Yeah. Is that like, yeah. I was going to say that <laughs> it's like better than the other one. So, um, I don't know. The second season ended with a huge cliffhanger and I'm just like waiting for the third season. <laughs> Ooh, that's why do fun. shows do that? I know, right? I feel like when they do that, I'm like, okay, you're cocky, and you're like uh, just assuming that you're getting a third season. Like, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Koga? Okay. What have you been up to? Um, still been playing uh 
um, beat Mania here and there. Um, I played Tekken a little bit yesterday. It's two Ps, not two Ks, not Tekken. Um, <laughs> what it is is that it's a card game that was um, a combined collaboration with Capcom and is it Gung Ho or something? And it's pretty much like an active card game, which I kind of like because I don't know. I've played Magic the Gathering with some people like like years ago, and they would take forever on their turns. And if you play it online, it's even worse. It's like I swear they just do that for hope to you to quit. So with this one, you kind of can't do that. That's annoying. <laughs> it's like it's worse. I'm like y'all should know what y'all doing by now. I, it's my turn. I'm ready to go. But not everyone is like that, I suppose. So in this one, it's kind of like active, and everyone you're able to both play things like at you know at the same time. So it's not like it's turn based. Um, so I do enjoy that. It came out about like two years ago, but I don't know if I'm going to come back to it fully because I'm so far behind now. Um, outside of that, um, I played a little bit still of Yakuza Kiwami 2, so I'm still not done with that yet. I'm try- I want to be done before 3, 4, and 5 come out this Thursday. Yeah. And then I'll, yeah. And that's, pre- that's pretty much all I've been playing so this week. Yeah, I was gonna ask you if you were gonna if you were ready because they have like three games coming out this week on Game Pass, and I was like, "Ooh, there's a lot of Yakuza coming." I'm trying, but it's like, it's hard. It it's so much to do side quest wise. Like I'm like 30 hours into the game, and I probably haven't even I haven't even done everything. And I'm like two chapters away from the end. Then there's like three other chapters. Um start chapters later on for like another character so it was like 30 hours in i'm still not done yet this is what i'm talking about this stuff takes forever i'm not complaining about that though but it's just i i would like to like be able to start three um when it comes out because i haven't i haven't played I, I haven't played none of them past the one that i'm playing now so i'm still going through the series and for the first time that's exciting lots of content um i um i have a little bit of everything so i actually a couple of mine were games that i picked up and reinstalled so one of them for me was overwatch which i haven't played in a long long time so for me it's like who are these people (laughs) like i don't know a lot of the new characters or newer characters. So I, I picked up Overwatch again, and it's been cute. Like, I don't play it too much. Like, I usually do a little bit of a solo queue while I listen to a podcast, while I watch a stream. It's it's kind of like what Chalora was mentioning about, like, mindless fun. Like, you, you just want to pick up a game, but, like, you don't want to think about it. You don't want to, like you know, like pay attention to it too much, like as far as like a story or anything like that. So it's just fun to, like, click stuff run around heal because i'm a healer main um love baptiste he was not a character before i stopped playing or if he was he was very new and getting back into the game he's so fun i love those characters where you get to like kill people but also heal you know what i mean like one button is killing one button is helping and people don't expect too much out of you as a healer uh because your character is also like a participant in the in the fights of it all uh another game that i picked up is actually a mobile game it's called the city of final fantasy opera omnia i hope i'm saying that right and it's essentially final fantasy the ultimate crossover of Final Fantasy characters. It's kind of a gacha game as well, in a way. Um, 
you basically play as like main characters, side characters, villains, all of it. And you basically make up this party, never ending party of uh, Final Fantasy characters. And um, I just picked it up as well, like because the story isn't super, super deep. It's basically like we're being sent to this world and we're investigating and bad people are doing bad things. And I just like seeing my faves. Like, it's cute to see, like, Vivi from Final Fantasy IX in the same team as Cloud and Renoa and all of these characters, especially, like, side characters. Like, uh, I have, like, I don't remember which one of them is, but, um, like, in Final Fantasy VIII, there's, like, uh, three little side characters. There's Cypher, there's Raijin, and Fujin. I don't remember which one of them. It's I ha it's the blue-haired one. Um, and they're in my team, and, like, it's super fun. I get super distracted by, like, leveling everyone up and doing all the things. I'm like, focus on the story. Just focus on the fucking story. <laughs> uh, so that's been cute. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still very early on in the game. Um... As far as other games, I'm still playing Final Fantasy VII Remake on stream. I'm playing uh, Majora's Mask. And I started uh, Tomb Raider 3, the the original um, from that original trilogy. And that's an interesting experience. I died within the first seconds of the game. Because um, they literally, the first level is like you slide off of this thing and it's like, oh, there's spikes. Oh, there's a boulder. Oh, there's this. There's that. So there's quicksand. So I almost died there too. So it's just a fucking journey. And I'm excited for the roller coaster of emotions ahead of me. Um, so yeah. I know I said quick, but I just, I've been playing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I do have like one. Uh, quick story from this week uh, that's kind of an update for like a couple weeks ago. So, <laughs> oh yeah, this has been yeah, this has <laughs> been an interesting thing that happened to me this week. Um, a couple weeks ago uh, or so, I um, mentioned like being in a brain fog, like with my with my chronic illness, um, and trying to play new games that way, and just being completely lost and just wandering around like. So, one of the games I tried to play in that state was We Happy Few, and I picked it back up this week. And um, so that first quest that I got lost on the way to, I found where I was supposed to go in literally two minutes, <laughs> and continued playing the game. <laughs> Turns and out, the game is easier when you're not in a brain fog. <laughs> Yeah, it turns out it's a lot easier to play uh, video games or do most things in general when you um, have full control of your cognitive functions. Huh. Um, <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> but yeah, it was... Um, I played for like the first few hours of the game and I'm, I'm actually I'm really enjoying it so far and I, I'm excited to get more into it. Nice. <laughs> it's not I would necessarily ever stream. Um... But I'm I'm excited. I always like playing games like in my off stream time that I'm just like I would never stream this. Like let me just enjoy it for myself. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Fun. Uh, so that's that's all I had for for this week. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do a little wrap up? Tell yeah. Tell people where you can find us. Um, for me, I am uh, Spinblend, and you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Spinblend. 
and uh, I normally play like cute games, Nintendo games. We're playing Final Fantasy XIII, um, and I also make soap at uh, Spin Soap Cafe on Etsy and Instagram. Yo. Uh, Ruby. You can find me, uh, everything about me, at Project Ruby. Not everything. Some of it is private, I guess. Uh, <laughs> most of it is projectruby.eu. You can find, if I'm live, my streams are over there. My latest video, links to my socials, etc. Patreon, coffee, all of that fun stuff. Uh, like I said, right now, my rotation is Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, Tomb Raider 3, and Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. I also have a podcast that is not gaming related. It's everything related, actually, uh, called Breakfast at Ruby's. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm taking the week off, the last week of January off, uh, just to relax and, and just to just do things. So, but I'm going to be back full force in February. So I'm super excited for a lot of more content. I'm obviously super excited to see the next episode of just gaming things alongside chat um so that's fun um what about you koga um, you can find me here and on twitch and twitter at koga underscore jangles um i'm trying to get back into full swing of things on what's stream but like i was trying to start friday this computer again tried to update and then that became an issue like it's actually trying to do it right now but i can like not have it do it but it tries oh. to do it at a certain time oh my god so i'm gonna either make it to where look you're just never gonna update because it still for some reason gets stuck on boot or i could just like reinstall everything i'm not a fan of reinstalling windows so i'm just gonna make sure it doesn't ever update probably again until <laughs> i have the time to like sit and babysit but mm -hmm. um should, i said i should be doing tuesday because i know monday they want to they start doing mandatory overtime again at Oh, not that. Yeah, that's that's been a problem. Capitalism so, um, yeah. is so ugly. <laughs> um, I play a variety of things. Um, so as that's that's the best way I can put it because I, I, one minute I could be playing, I could be playing Yakuza or I could be playing Star Fox sixty four or I may be playing a fighting game or, um, just something along those lines. I kind of do want to go through the Yakuza series because like I did, I haven't done two on streaming that much. Um, that's mostly because like I, I'm trained from work and I don't feel like reading all the text. <laughs> they they do have voice acting, but there's certain times to where it's like, all right, we're not. There's no voice acting. It's just ah uh, oh, and then just words. I'm like, I don't want to read all that right now. Right, <laughs> that's valid, especially after work. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about you, Chalora? Um, you can find me everywhere at Chalora or Chalora Flora, and um, I haven't been streaming as much as I wanted to, but like life gets in the way, mental health gets in the way, and you gotta take that time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Gotta take, gotta, gotta take that space um, to keep it good and keep it healthy and for yourself sometimes, but I, I've still been working in the background doing um, some interesting things for the upcoming Stream Queens newsletter. Uh, there's another project coming out for Stream Queens next month. Uh, as well as next week on the weekend, which I didn't necessarily work a lot with, but it's um, sort of like a replica of the disability and mental health panels that we did for Stream Queens Con, but more extended. So we're going to have more people involved um, and a couple more events um, targeted towards discussions about disability and mental health and being in the LGBTQ2IA+. 
um, which is really exciting, and it's hosted by Six CBB. Uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Yeah, a lot of amazing people that you can support here. Uh, our good friend Jam, also you should support him. His links are going to be in our description, on YouTube, on all of the podcast services and such. So definitely show all of these wonderful people all of the love, all the support. Um, have an amazing week, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and listen to us and watch us as we rant about games and what we love and what we hate about them or the people that make them. <laughs> so um, we'll we'll see you next week. Have a good one. And yeah, bye. <laughs>